tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, as we await free agency on a Friday, I have an update on Dame. A couple of big trades have already gone down, and I'll let you know what they mean for the teams involved. We finally get to the flurry of free agency signings from the draft. Ice Cube is pissed at the NBA, about to burn the house down. Paolo Bencaro is really pissing some other people off. And now we know what Jordan Poole apparently said to Draymond Green that got him knocked the fuck out. No hoops, a lot happening though, Nick, so drop that motherfucking beat that should be Rihanna. I really, really, really hate to start every show talking about Damian Lillard. So John Hollinger tweeted this, and this is kind of how I feel right now. Have you ever known a couple that all your friends thought should break up, but neither of them wanted to be the asshole and do it, so they just kind of dragged everything out on and on and on? I can't think of anything in the NBA that applies to, but just a random thought that popped into my head. Yeah, the latest. Dame and his agent met on Monday with the Portland front office. That's usually not really a good sign. That's usually when you see... Damian Lillard has respectfully requested to be traded from the Portland Trailblazers, especially now when multiple reports have said uh, that Damian Lillard's not pleased with the fact that the Blazers used the third pick and got Scoot Henderson instead of found a way to trade for a veteran that would help him win. Add that to the fact that Chris Haynes, who we all know is very close with Damian Lillard, tweeted that Damian Lillard wants to play on a team that has a chance. He doesn't want to be on a team that's stacked. He doesn't want to be on a team where it's just three all-stars or three superstars. That didn't sound like a guy that was going to stay in Portland, but it also didn't sound like a guy who wanted to go to the Miami Heat either. But it is crazy when you realize that Blazers GM Joe Cronin said this, My goal is to keep both of them. I have zero desire to trade Dame. I really hope this works. 
You can tell how excited I am about Scoot Henderson. When you have to say, hey, I want to keep Dame, but then you just can't keep gushing on about Scoot Aaron Rodgers Henderson, uh, you can see why Dame might be feeling some sort of way. But I will say this, and I've said it once, and I'll say it again. I don't think Dame's frustration comes towards Joe Cronin, who he's been around since he was his rookie year. Joe Cronin is, by all means, a good guy, a capologist, a smart man, and they brought in talent evaluation and Mike Schmitz, some of the best in the business. It was Olshay, Neil Olshay, who was, by all accounts, not a great GM, in, in many ways and facets, who continued to do nothing to provide Damian Lillard with more talent over the years. And so Dame's frustration with the team largely stems from his many years of being mistreated by Neil Olshay. Dame was fed up with that, and I get that. But the truth is, there just wasn't a lot that you could do with that number three overall pick. So if Dame wanted out, I, I would get that. I really do. It would be heartbreaking, but the consolation prize would be Shaden and Scoot. But here is the silver lining in the cloud. Joe Cronin told Chris Haynes and friend of show, Sean Hyken from the Rose Garden Report, that Joe Cronin met with Dame and Aaron Goodwin this afternoon. We had a great dialogue. We remain committed to building a winner around Dame. Hell yeah! Seems like Dame is staying put for now. Uh, of course, we're going to keep a close eye on this. Things can change on a dime, on a penny. It could change later tonight. I could be wrong. I could be doing an emergency episode tomorrow. But hey, for now, it's Dame and Scoot and Shaden and all is right in the world of Rip City and Portland Media could take it, sit on it, and spin, as they say. Let's move forward. I got so excited about sit on it and spin that I just almost spit all over myself. Uh, just a little cleanup from our great week of NBA draft coverage. Free agent draft signings. Uh, there were some huge names who did not get drafted. And when you see an undrafted player like Nas Reed or Duncan Robinson or Max Struess make a massive impact in the NBA and get paid, you know that really this is where GMs make their bones. This is where good GMs find value in the undrafted free agent market. Some of these are 10-day signings. Others are two-way contracts. So here are some more interesting free agent draft signings uh, that I think could be very impactful. Number one is Adama Sinogo out of Connecticut. He becomes a Chicago Bull. He is a national champion. He is a center who can do a lot of different things. He can get playing time right away. He is a rebounding machine. He is the most outstanding player of the Final Four. His skill set, not really highly valued right now in the league, but he could absolutely make this roster. And when you think of a guy like Vucevic, if he stays or if he goes, Sonogo could really spell him uh, when he needs to sit down, host it down, because he can't play no damn defense. Uh, Oscar Tshibwe. Center out of Kentucky, he goes to the Pacers. National Player of the Year in 2022, didn't get drafted, lands in a place that I think he should hook on. Up next is Drew Timmy out of Gonzaga. Gets, uh, gets to go to the place where you know he's probably going to go, right? Like, is there any better place for Drew Timmy than Milwaukee? I'll wait. 
Seems like he was in college for like a decade. Doesn't have a jump shot at all. I'm not sure if he's an NBA player, but he will be good on their G League team, boy. And then he will be good in like Croatia in 24 months. All-American. To be honest, his game might translate a little only because of Jokic, except for the fact that, again, the man can't shoot. Jacob Toppin out of Kentucky, which is Obi Toppin's brother, goes to the Knicks. Why? Because Obi Toppin is on the Knicks. That's pretty much the scouting report there. Uh, Traquavion Smith out of NC State, the guard, goes to the 76ers. He was a consensus first-rounder, and then he comes back for his sophomore year, and guess what? Pew! That's the scouting report on Traquavion. Uh, Ricky Council, the fourth. I liked him at Arkansas. I still think he can get a little minutes. He goes to 76ers as well. Feels like 76ers might bring back James Harden because they've got multiple guys that they get in the undrafted free agent market. A lot of people thought that Council would be getting drafted in the back half of the second round, but he slips through the cracks. High ceiling, a low floor player. Uh, He's either a hit or he is a miss. I do like his game, though. Up next is Antoine Davis uh, from Detroit Mercy. He's a guard. He is the all-time leader in three-pointers. He is the 2023 NCAA scoring leader. He is an undersized guard who nonetheless can fill it up, and he goes to my Rip City remixes. Let's be honest. He's going to be a G League guy, but he's going to be fucking fun. Shout out to the new team, the Rip City Remixes, that is their name. I did not just make it up. That was not something that came off the top of my head. That is a real team. Uh, It had just started, so I would not be surprised if you didn't know what I was talking about. Uh, Up next is Colin Castellan, the center out of Florida. He goes to the Lakers. 6'11 center. Probably would have been a first-rounder like 20 years ago. Now he's in a place that values undrafted free agents like no other. Alex Caruso, Scottie Pippen Jr., Austin Reeves could make the team as a backup to AD, which means he could be a starter in about 25 games. (laughs) There's about 40 others who have also been brought on for summer league contracts, a few of them who will also become two-way players. Who is this year's Lou Dort? We're going to have to wait and see, folks. We're going to have to wait and see. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
Uh, we've talked about this last episode, but the Chris Dabbs Porzingis to Boston trade is now completed. It is a three-team trade. Here is how it shook out. Boston receives Chris Dabbs Porzingis via Wizards, the number 25 pick in the 2023 draft via Grizzlies, the 2024 first-round pick, top four protected. Grizzlies receive Marcus Smart via Celtics. Wizards receive Tyus Jones via Grizzlies. Danilo Gallinari on an expiring with a popped ACL via Celtics. Uh, Mike Muscala via Celtics. Number 35 pick in the 2023 draft via Celtics. which is a second rounder. The big news, of course, is that Porzingis joins Tatum and Brown to make some sort of janky-ass big three in Boston. Turns out that Boston really, 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 really wants KP long-term. They are now rumored to be extending him as soon as he becomes eligible on July 6th to another two-year, $77 million contract, which is, which is a lot of money. I don't mean to jink KP, uh, but boy, this is either going to be a great trade and he plays 65 games again, which is about his max, or it is a disaster if he can't stay healthy. Uh, the Grizzlies get their replacement for Dylan Brooks, former Defensive Player of the Year. Probably shouldn't have gotten it. Probably should have given it to somebody else. But, hey, it's not my decision. And a very tough-nosed locker room presence who is a leader on a team that clearly needs some leadership. Uh, however, they do get smaller in the backcourt. That's probably going to be an issue going up against a team like the Denver Nuggets. But, hey, uh, I am no GM, so we'll just leave it to them. The Wizards are obviously cleaning house. I love that. This has been needing to happen for many years now it's like a, a house that has black mold and and you just keep trying to pour bleach on the walls and you keep trying to rub the bleach and rub the bleach and for a little while it works but the black mold is in the foundation it is in the asbestos it is in uh, the insulation so what you need to do is tear the thing down to the studs and build the house again they are making big-time moves. They have gotten out from under the boat anchor of Bradley Beal's contract. They have facilitated a move to get KP out, who would have walked away for probably nothing. Would have gotten some value back in Tyus Jones, now in Danilo Gallinari, who they probably will move again. The other major trade involves... Brrr, brrr, drum roll, please. Uh, holy shit, John Collins? John Collins finally gets traded after three consecutive years of being on the trade block, of being rumored to be moved and never moved. Finally, John Collins is a Utah Jazz. The trade machine just retired Collins' jersey. That is a historic moment. If you recall, Collins was the first, but certainly not the last, to say, I don't really like playing with this Trey Young guy. Uh, ever since he made it clear that he didn't love an offense where Trey Young dribbles for 20 out of the 24 seconds and then hands you a grenade uh, and then does that or takes a 40-foot jumper, Collins has been pretty much on the outs. He survived two coaches, could not outlast Quinn Snyder, who has now made the move mostly because of salary cap issues. Collins got traded to the Utah Jazz for... Well, at one point, the Atlanta Hawks were only going to take two first-rounders for John Collins, and oh, how things change. Uh, now they get back Rudy Gay, who is 37 years old, I think, and a future second-round pick. 
Yikes, do these boat anchor contracts come home to roost fast, do they not? Stop paying guys too much money. As for Atlanta, Rudy Gay is not a piece that will do a damn thing for the Hawks. It's a salary dump. Rudy's making $6.5 million. Good for him for being an unproductive player uh, on an expiring. He could offer some... We'll call it emotional support on the bench. But look for the Hawks to make some other moves after getting cap flexibility. The third move was the Timberwolves signing Nas Reed. Oh, yeah, baby. The Wolves just signed a three-year, $42 million deal for Nas Reed. And I'll forgive you if you haven't heard of him, considering the fact that Minnesota already has two other centers that you probably do know their name. Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. Let me do a little math for you. Currently, the Wolves have a $91 million tied up in just the center position alone. You know, like the same position that teams are just completely going away from. Uh, they don't even start. Some teams don't even start a center. Instead, they run out guys like Nick Batum. Sometimes they run out guys like, I don't know, Draymond Green or... Kavon Looney as stretch fives. But now the Wolves, in all of their wisdom, have multiple traditional centers on the books for almost $100 million. Cat could probably play the four, but he's really a five. Uh, there is no scenario that Rudy Gobert is anything but a large ball center. I love Nas Reed. He is a great story. He's an undrafted kid out of LSU. He has worked himself into a role that many teams wanted to use him in. So the question is, as Brian Windhorst would say, why would the Timberwolves do that? Why would they do that? The reason is quite simple in my opinion. Uh, I believe that free agent signing means that Carl Anthony Towns, a.k.a. Kitty Cat, is going to be on the move. We in Minnesota now. Not anymore, bitch. The Timberwolves have appeared in exactly three playoff series in his eight-year career. He has been largely neutralized in both of those series. Uh, he was better than people remember in 2022, but listen, he has been a problem. He agreed to a Supermax extension last summer that carries through 2027-2028. God damn, I'll be over 40 by then. That's a long-ass time. He has two All-NBA third-team nods in eight years. He is on the books for $256 million over the next five years. So why would Minnesota sign Nas Reed? Because you, sir, are getting shipped the fuck out. I think that Nas Reed is like the Silver Surfer, the herald of the Galactus in the MCU. Change is a coming in Minnesota, and I think it ends up with Carl Anthony Towns in a place like Golden State or New York or Brooklyn. A lot of trades and signings about to happen, so stay tuned on the heat check as we'll keep you updated on all the big moves uh, during this trade deadline. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So after Summer League, we have the FIBA World Cup, which is basketball's version of soccer's legendary event. Like the Soccer World Cup, it happens every four years, and this year it will be held in the Philippines, directly following Summer League. The question is, that you might be asking, Trista, why are we talking about the FIBA World Cup? It's a great question. First, two reasons. One, Victor Wambayama announced today that he is not going to participate in the World Cup for France this year, which is, I'm sure, if you're a French fan, uh, a very big disappointment. But you know who's not disappointed? Me. That's who. I am not disappointed in the league least, and you want to know why? Because that means we get to see Vic Wemby in the Summer League. The Spurs were not going to allow him to play in both, so he was not about to go to Vegas and play and then jet off to the Philippines to play for Team France. Absolutely fucking not, Wemby. You are our gold mine. You will stay here stateside. I'm excited, but yet there is more FIBA World Cup news. This is on a bit more of a somber, salty note. Paolo Benchero, as some people like to call him. The Rookie of the Year has, has rescinded his pledge to play for Italy and has decided to play for the United States of America. Let's fucking go. First, Belogan ditches Britain to play for the U.S. men's national soccer team, and now Paolo is going to suit up for the U.S. national team in the World Cup. The question is, let's check in on Italy and see how they're handling things, you ask. Uh, not great, to be honest. Uh, Gianni Petruzzi is president of the Italian Basketball Federation, and as you can imagine, he is pissed. How pissed? Well, uh, according to Sportando journalist, great Eurobasket we- website, by the way, Alessandro Luigi Maggi, Petrucci said this. This is incredible. What an incredible quote. <laughs> so dramatic and Italian and so like Rome is burning and just so Spartacus and like Colosseum and all this bullshit. This is what he said. Betrayal in sports. Ah, These things happen, and personally, I am used to it. I consider it uh, a joke, uh, but he fooled us. Uh, We were planning a great commercial strategy for Paolo. Now we need to turn this disappointment uh, into a positive energy. Uh, Petrucci further explained, Banchero could have made a call to communicate that to us. Instead, We learned about his decision from Twitter, (laughs) a.k.a. the newspapers. In the past few days, he was in Milan, and despite our agreements with his agency, he avoided the meeting with coach Gianmarco Pocheco. I don't know how the Italian Basketball Federation is going to forget this anytime soon. They're not. He's the best basketball player to play for Italy since, I don't know. It's been a while, I'll just tell you that. As for Paolo... This paves the way for him to be an anchor here for the U.S. Olympic basketball team for the foreseeable future. And this, folks, is a huge win for America. Um, finally, just a few words about the big three. 
Ice Cube's three-on-three basketball league. It's not really quite caught on yet. And Ice Cube, well, he's a little pissed off. Um, there's a little tea brewing. Ice Cube, who has been running the Big Three since 2017, is uh, on some conspiracy shit. He is accusing the NBA of blocking him, of doing everything possible to sabotage his league. He went off in a recent video, which is way, 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 way too long to play here. Let me highlight some of the things that Ice Cube said in the video. Some of you may not realize that I'm not a part of the club. And a lot of you listening to me right here, right now, you are not a part of the club either. (laughs) This feels racial. And what I realize with this club is what makes them so mad is that when you don't want to be a part of the fucking club, that pisses them off. This is legit almost word for word from an old George Carlin bit. Nothing makes a country club angrier than when you don't want to join their fucking country club. Uh, Ice Cube continues and says, what club am I talking about? I'm talking about the club of gatekeepers that we all got to deal with. You know who they are, and they definitely know who they are as well. Pause, pause, pause. We're talking about Adam Silver here. Yes, this is clearly a shot at the league. Lest you think I'm wrong, he continued. Not a lot of people might say, but Cube, we want to work with the NBA. Really, I don't give a fuck about working with the NBA, he says. What I want them to do is when I say work with us, is stop working against us. And that's cool. We can do it ourselves. These are fighting words. Yes. But what might have made Ice Cube so pissed off? Brian Windhorse fingers pointing to the sky. Why would Ice Cube do that? Hmm. I like the big three a lot. I watched the game the other night a little bit because it was on in the background. Katino Mobley uh, with Cat on the back of his jersey balled the fuck out at the age of 47. Great skills, still explosive. Other notable NBA players in the big three, Rashard Lewis, Reggie Evans, Mario Chalmers, Michael Beasley, Nick Young, Jordan Crawford. Joe Johnson, Larry Sanders. Fun league if you like hoops from crafty veterans with uh, knee braces and orthopedics on their shoes. But the question, though, is why is Ice Cube so mad right now? Well, today, a blind item from the New York Post uh, dropped to explain things. A blind item, by the way, is a gossip rumor, but for legal reasons, they can't actually use names or they'll get sued, but they are scarily accurate. From the website Crazy Days and Nights, It says, this professional sports organization is going to start a new league with the sole purpose of putting this former A-list rapper turned actor out of business. Sounds a little like Ice Cube. Sounds a little like Ice Cube to me. Is this why Ice Cube is going on his national rant tour? Is the NBA about to start its own competing three-on-three hoops league? He's also saying he's going to go on any podcast anywhere to talk about it. Maybe we'll have Ice Cube on the podcast. If they do, though, just like Bubba Sparks, It's going to get ugly. Why? Because we know one thing about Cube. Just like no Vaseline, he's not going down without a fight. Last step, sometimes we just have to fill in a detail from a long time ago just to complete the circle. We start this season, we started this season with a podcast on the Draymond Green sucker punch of Jordan Poole. It was the punch heard around the world that basically ended the dynasty that was the Golden State Warriors and completely derailed their season, disrupted their chemistry, and we didn't know what would make Draymond Green so mad. The speculation was, at the time, what did Poole say 
that got him knocked the fuck out. Well, my guy, Cameron, he is my spirit person, went on his podcast and he spilled the beans. According to him, this is what Poole said to Draymond right before he got dropped. He said, Draymond, why is your Twitter handle money green when you're broke and not going to get a contract? Don't worry about it. You'll be in Sacramento next year. Oh, boy, that'll get you hit in the face. Has anyone punched, though? The question is, had more significant impact? To think. To think. Not only it destroyed a defending champion season, it might have ended the dynasty altogether. That would just be a goddamn shame. And now Jordan Poole is a wizard. Basketball, hell, baddie on the sideline, hell. And Draymond's probably going to get 100 M's, but won't ever live it down just continuing to podcast his career away. And this incident will go down as one of the most bizarre ones in NBA history. The only thing that can make this sweeter, better, more enticing is if Jordan Poole is the next podcast guest on Draymond Green's pod. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We'll be back with an all-new recap of the free agency. Check out the feed for past episodes, many episodes which drop unexpectedly like a present from the sky and follow the heat check as the trade deadline is rapidly approaching. Do not forget to download, subscribe, please tell your friends, every single one of them, and follow us on social at this heat check, at Trista Crick, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter. Big shout out to my producer, Nick Berlansky, for doing this late at night and For all the folks that listen to the podcast, download it and tell their friends because you are what makes this thing go. Appreciate you, and we'll see you next time.